It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast as we cover the latest property news every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, the weekend, it is nearly here, Friday morning, the sixth day of October and we will be having a look at the weather in just a moment around the country to see what is developing across the skies in your city and good luck today if you're negotiating a property deal if you are doing that or if you are getting ready tomorrow to hit the ground running looking at all of those open homes and if you're an investor this morning in Sydney and ever wondered the difference between Double Bay and Bondi and what sets them apart Besides the obvious, the famous Bondi Beach, if you are outside of Sydney, though, you might really be even more at a loss trying to struggle to know what the differences are. And you might even be listening outside of Australia, getting ready to move back into Australia or to migrate here. Of course, there is this massive migration push into Australia at the moment, adding to the supply issues around housing. But let's bring in this morning Monica Shaw from Ray White in Double Bay. And a very good morning, Monica. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you again for having me. It's such a pleasure. Wow, we haven't spoken to you since the very start of the year, early 2023, and I thought that you would be the perfect person to ask this question of about what is the difference between Double Bay and Bondi, because you know both markets intimately. But before we get to breaking all of that down, as I mentioned, haven't spoken to you since the start of the year. How's it all been going? It's been a very interesting year, actually. Very interesting. So I've obviously changed offices and moved to Double Bay now after 19 years in my previous office. So that's really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to just a different change of energy. It's very, very exciting. So what has been your highlight, do you think, for 2023 as we sit here today, October the 6th? (laughs) <laughs> That's a very interesting question. Um, what's been my highlight? Look, I think uh, there's a number of different things that have, that have happened over the year. Obviously, my change to a new office after 19 years is really probably my highlight, along with some of the sales that I made for some clients just because those scenarios were really special to me and the people were really beautiful. So, yeah, my highlight, I would have to say overall, is, is the change. Gee, 19 years is a long time to be in one place. It is a long time. I'm a very loyal person and, um, you know, really dedicated to the people around me. So, yeah, I think after 19 years, it's it's good to shift. I probably left it a bit too long because, you know, you shouldn't be that long anywhere. (laughs) When you think of 19 years, you probably will never be in a business in a location again for 19 years. But, you know, I can think of a lot worse places than Bondi to be in. I'm not totally out of the Bondi area. I'm certainly still working with within that area and that framework of the location because it's such a spectacular position to be in. And a lot of agents in Double Bay still still operate in Bondi. So I'm not totally out of the area. I'm certainly still working along that coastline. So I'm still very, very well versed in what is uh, transacting and what's happening in that area. 
Listen to you. You don't want to leave Bondi. I still haven't left. I haven't left. I'm still in there. I'm still transacting. It's hard to leave when you've got the glorious sands of the beach. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. Who, who doesn't want to be there? Exactly. And it, it took you 19 years to move to another office, so we know it's good. <laughs> hey? Now, that is your highlight of the year. What about your biggest negative for 2023? Um, I think being very open with you, the negative can be allowing some, you know, a couple of bad days roll into a little bit more than a bad day. And I think that's something that we all learn from and we sometimes can forget that a bad day doesn't have to turn into a bad week. So I think reflecting back on the year we've had, I know we're not quite at the end yet, but given that the huge change I've made, I would say the negative has been maybe just getting caught up in, in some things that, that we all can get caught up in in real estate and not looking forward. So I think that's been a great lesson. Okay, so that is the that's the negative. What about the biggest frustration for this year? Have you got one for us? I do. I think frustration, when you're talking to a sales agent, they say nothing happens in the comfort zone. So I think the frustration is that I allowed the comfort zone to go on a little bit too long and I didn't challenge myself enough, which now reflecting back is is probably I'm very frustrated about is that I, I sat in a level of comfort for just way too long. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. And you know, what all they say is uh, greatness happens out of your comfort zone. All right, that is Monica. She has got a bounce in her voice on a Friday morning. And we will come back to you in just a moment, Monica, and we will break down the difference between Double Bay and Bondi. We'll do that next. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or just a real estate enthusiast, We are your ultimate property podcast. Well, just how bad is the rental crisis? Are you finding it a real struggle to find something to live in? Well, the ABC ran a story yesterday about Mike, a 44-year-old who's challenging stereotypes by moving into a granny flat in his mother's suburban backyard. This is reflecting a broader trend where rising property prices and a persistent rental crisis are pushing people from various demographics into alternative housing arrangements like shared homes and secondary dwellings. Now, Mike says that he applied for around 30 rentals. Finding a place was just proving to be too challenging. And fortunately for Mike, his mother is in this position to help her son by paying for a 100,000 one-bedroom granny flat in her backyard. As I say, he is lucky not every mother is in that position. If you're celebrating today, let's check on the birthday calls for the sixth day of October. Happy birthday if you are turning a year older. Elizabeth Shu is going to share it with you. She's turning 59 and it would have been Tony Craig's birthday today. Unfortunately, he passed away back in 2012. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on your weather. First off, we go to Sydney expecting cloudy skies with a chance of rain. Your high today, 21. Melbourne exactly the same, a chance of rain with cloudy skies and 15. Brisbane, fine and cloudy, 27. And look at that, Perth, once again, blue, sunny skies. And your temperature, 34 today. Let's fuel your passion for property 
property together. Join us along with our industry experts to help inspire and inform your next real estate decision. It is a Friday morning and the best day of the week, really, a day that makes all other working days insignificant. And it's been a very busy week for us, so looking forward to the weekend coming up. Monica Shaw is back with us. And just before we get to breaking down Double Bay and Bondi, I say it's been a very busy week for us, Monica. It's a busy week any week when you've got the RBA with the rate rise decision. They've decided to pause again. What did you make of it? Has this sort of made all of your clients looking at getting into the market a little bit more happier? Um, that's a good question. What I've noticed in the last couple of weeks is when when they started talking that we were going to have an interest rate rise, that that the market did slow down a little bit, and people were a bit wary of of you know sort of moving ahead or pushing that button to go and purchase something. And I noticed that there was a little bit of a lag. Obviously, taking place, we also had a long weekend, but. Interestingly enough, the weekend was very busy and after they announced that there is not going to be an interest rate rise, the market sort of seems to have bounced very quickly and my office, we've been doing some fantastic deals and there there are definitely people purchasing. So transactions are happening as we speak. Yes, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, of course. We've got November. I mean, this is a crazy thing when you think of it. We've only got two more months. Once we hit the end of December, they can't put it up in January and then we're just waiting till Feb to arrive. Absolutely. I mean, we really only have two months of selling season before things quieten down and before they again start talking about interest rates. So it does appear that the market has all of a sudden got a bit of a spring in its step. Uh, But we definitely have people who have bounced in who are looking and there's properties that are being purchased. And will be interesting to see what happens if they discuss an interest rate rise in Feb. So usually February, March are very strong. So depending on what they do announce, we'll certainly start to dictate the beginning of next year. And are you finding at the moment that, you know, one of the problems for people not listing is that they haven't been able to find something that they can replace with? Do you find that the worm is turning a little bit in that area? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a shortage of properties uh, available to purchase and, you know, there's good opportunities to sell, but some people aren't necessarily knowing what to purchase. There have been a few off-market deals being done and people are buying without hitting the market. And I'm finding that when someone's sold, they're getting a lot more into a lot more doors on the private side of things, which isn't necessarily the best way to sell your property, but there are a lot of off-markets that are being done. Well, I did mention right at the outset that there will be people in Sydney not really knowing the difference between Double Bay and Bondi and even more so people living outside of Sydney and people that are looking at migrating investors. So so what can you tell us in terms of the main fundamental differences, I guess, between Double Bay and Bondi? I mean, the fundamental difference is really the people that are going to be renting the investment that you purchase. Ultimately, an investment that has the same fundamentals, it needs to be um, well positioned, it needs to present well, and it needs to be something that you know is going to get a good rental return. So whether it's in Double Bay, Timbuktu or Bondi Beach, I mean, the fundamentals of an investment remain the same. And obviously, the net that you can get out of that, I think you've got to look at purchase price and how it's positioned in terms of location wise. So Double Bay is not going to be someone who wants to be near the beach. Doesn't mean it's going to get less of an of a rental figure than something in Bondi Beach. It's just a different kind of person. So really, that's the fundamental difference is just it's a different person who's renting the property in Bondi or Double Bay. And someone who's renting in Double Bay wants to be close to the city. They want to be close to transport. They want to be close to that sort of lifestyle. Whereas someone in Bondi Beach, they're going to be more focused on a beach lifestyle. 
All right. So what about if we just break that down in terms of cost, Monica? So somebody's looking for a three-bedroom apartment and they're thinking, gee, shall I buy in Double Bay or should I buy in Bondi? So what sort of difference in price points are they? So that's a really good question because what you're looking at is, okay, if you're looking at a three-bedroom in Bondi, it depends if you're Bondi Beach, if you're going to be a little bit further back from the beach, you could be, the price difference could be anywhere from $2 million to $3 million difference because people who are buying a three-bedroom apartment, if they're looking as an investment, they're going to be looking at the same types of properties in all of those locations because they want to look at the net return they're going to get. So three-bedroom apartments aren't necessarily the best investment because they're going to get very similar rental returns to something um, that's two bedroom, that's just as beautiful apartment. So you've got to look at where the rental return is and what the purpose is because for a three bedroom, you're looking at probably a, big, a bigger capital growth at the end. So not a huge rental return initially, but a huge or a larger capital growth down the track. And I think that's where investors who are astute will be looking at well, what am I going to get down the track rather than instant gratification of a good rental return. Can you give us a little bit of a indication though around price yeah. point just uh, so that yeah. somebody that's got no idea knows the sort of price point that they would be looking sure. at paying for and perhaps they're not looking at an investment property, it's something that they're going to live in. Yeah, absolutely. So I just sold two three-bedroom apartments, funnily enough, last week. So two sales on the same street. One is a, a 1980s building and we sold that for 1856000 And about three blocks up, I sold a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, double parking apartment in a newer building. So a building is 15 years old for $2.240. Uh, so there's about a $400,000 difference in those two because same street, similar position, but one's a much newer building. And the rental on that will be a much better rental. So you're looking at about a $500 difference in terms of a rental of what you could get weekly for that same street, similar position. And then we've got one in Ocean Street, which is a penthouse on the market at the moment. And that's probably more of an owner occupier person looking to buy that. That's four bedrooms over two levels. We're looking at 3.4 million, but you're getting a much better quality property in terms of what you get. You get views, you get two levels. And if that was closer to the beach, you'd be probably looking at 6 million. All right, so that kind of uh, puts it in its box. Monica, fantastic to catch up with you on a Friday morning. Enjoy your weekend and uh, good luck with your new office there in Double Bay. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to always keep you posted what's happening in real estate in the East. Thanks again. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 